Hi, this is Renee. Hey, what's up, man? This is Jordan from Dumb Evils. How's it going today? Good, man. How you doing? I'm doing excellent. I woke up this morning, so that's always a good thing. There you go. You can't complain after that. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> how's, it, how's that out there in California? It's good, man. It's hot today. It's yeah. nice. Took the dog on a walk, so just winding down, practicing some guitar. Yeah, very cool. So for anybody that's going to be listening, uh, of course, you front uh, them evils, you know, playing guitar and doing vocals. Uh, do you, when you started this, did you find it difficult doing, you know, both duties as in playing guitar and vocals? Yeah, actually, um, when Jake and I started the band, I was just the guitar player and we had a singer. Um, this is when we lived in Vegas. Uh, we weren't called them evils by the time. Um and we moved out to California, and he didn't come with us. So we were looking for a singer and a drummer, and then I kind of just got fed up, and I just said, fuck it, I'm just going to do it. Yeah. So we stopped looking for uh, a singer, and then I just kind of just took the spot. Yeah. I guess, I mean, and that's a benefit, though. That way you can just do whatever you want, when you want, and, and not having to wait on anybody. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you did have a, a recent single, uh, Pour Out, another one uh, recently released, I guess a couple months ago. How's the response been so far for that? People uh, have really been liking it. Um, you know, it's one of those slower jams. Yeah. Um, kind of has that anthem, that kind of chorus with the O's in it and stuff. Yeah. Um, but it's doing pretty well on Spotify and, you know, all the number tracking, uh, you know, websites that we use and We've getting, been getting a lot of interviews, a lot of positive feedback on Instagram and our social media, so yeah. I can't complain, man. Yeah, that, that one sounds pretty bluesy and, like you said, kind of slowed down a bit. Yeah, definitely, compared to where you're going to crash tonight. Right. Now, I, I was reading that, you know, this is, you know, kind of like a, a middle finger up to COVID. Is uh, is that true, or how did that come about? Did, did you already have that idea in mind when you were writing this song? I mean... It's not really a middle finger up to COVID. I don't know who, where, where that came from. Yeah. Um, but sure. Um, it was written before COVID even happened. Um, and it was just kind of about, you know, just drinking with your buddies, moving out to the West Coast and working your ass off, building an empire. But at the same time, you know, being able to celebrate that and party and, you know, the whole work hard, play hard mentality, which, you know, Jake and I kind of, we did when we moved out here, you know, we, we struggled and we worked hard to make a name for our band. Um, we still got a long way to go, but we're proud of what we've done so far. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, we just, you know, we like to party and we like to have fun. Yeah. Now, do, do you think that, uh, you, you, you know, you're saying that you were initially in Vegas and now you're in California. Do you think that move has kind of helped you, uh, get better contacts in, in the music industry? definitely yeah because there's not much going on in vegas as far as music goes oh, yeah. there's a lot of people that live out there you know that have moved from la but as far as recording and just kind of going out and meeting people everyone in the music industry i would say lives mostly in la yeah yeah and i guess uh you know being in la i mean before covid struck i mean that's just a you're, you're right it's like an epicenter to where a lot of people move specifically to la to get either in, you know, to get into the music business or get, you know, make those contacts or of course, you know, the movie industry too. Yeah, definitely a lot of music and movie, 
even modeling anyone who wants to be you know noticed or you know in the in the scene to you know sell their image or sell their music you know moves to la yeah so you know have you heard of any shows popping up in la no 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 not at all yeah that's that's too bad anything happening soon do you think from Uh, talk around town well, there's a there's like shows going on down here in Orange County, but it's limited capacity. Yeah. Um. So that's cool, but you know, I want to go to a show where it's you know full capacity, where no one's afraid of this you know this whole bullshit thing anymore. Right. Uh, I feel like the energy would just be a lot greater um, going to something that's you know fully packed. Yeah. And no one's worrying about this this COVID thing anymore. Right. I know I've seen some uh, some shows, I guess, from you know other bands that uh, are doing those limited capacity or pods, and and I find it very odd to where you're listening to this hard rock music and people are just sitting in chairs. Yeah, that it's like I said, it's an energy thing, and I don't want to be really any part of that. I mean, I would go to check out a band that's you know, good to sing live. Yeah. You know, they're, you know, they're a great band and it's kind of just more chill music and they're just showing off their musicianship. But if it's a rock concert, I want to, I don't want to sit down. I don't want to go in, you know, non-mask mask areas where people are afraid to fucking contact people. Right. Now, you know, you did have this, you know, recent single coming out. Uh, do you yourself uh, continuously write music yeah, I mean, I'm always coming up with guitar ideas, riffs, and, you know, little song structures that I send to the guys and some of the guys we write with. And they're just more ideas for people to get inspiration. Or if it's a really good idea, we'll turn it into a song. But yeah. I just kind of put, like, you know, a little vibe or a little something that they could catch on to. Um, send it out, and we'll see how it goes. Yeah. And and when you when you do write, just, you know, just to get some idea, you know... Uh, background when when you do write do you find it at any point difficult or you know frustrating to you know break past certain you know maybe limitations you had before and then you're, and, and with new songs you're like okay we don't want to do you know repeat ourselves and you know, you know going forward we want to try to push the barrier a little bit more yeah it definitely gets frustrating you know because you tend to recycle a lot of ideas and a lot of things you've done and you stay in a box. And then as a musician, the whole point of, you know, evolving and getting better is getting outside of that box. Yeah. Um, and I think that's one of the hardest things to do, especially when you have a song or you have something, a group of songs that have already worked and you kind of tend to lean towards that idea. But like I said, if you want to evolve as a musician, you got to kind of, write some different stuff, different material, and something that does, doesn't necessarily sound the same or even fit the vibe of your band, but you just got to write it to see if it's going to work or not going to work. Right. And and you're, I guess one of your also, uh, one of your last releases too was was that EP and, and, and uh, a couple years back. Uh, do you think moving forward that EP is a better idea than doing a full length? Um, I think singles are better than doing a full length. Um, not necessarily an EP. Maybe if you just released enough singles and then you just made it into an album. Yeah. I mean, we're kind of we're at that band. We're at that point as a band where we're either just going to continue releasing singles or we're just going to do a full length album because 
if you're going to release an EP, I don't know, I feel like you're just going to release anything, just do singles at a time. And then if you have 10 singles, put them on one album and sell it as an album and make more, even more money because people are going to buy the album now. Right. You know? Yeah. And I guess too, that's, you just, know, that's just my outlook though. May everyone else has their, you know, their own algorithm that they follow as a band, but yeah, that's just my opinion. Yeah. And, 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 and even for just to make sure that you, you kind of not so much stay relevant, but in the people's eyes is releasing singles a, a little bit easier to where, you know, as opposed to an LP, sometimes, you know, the, the cycle of an album, it's usually like a couple years and if you're not touring because that's not happening now, you, I mean, unfortunately, bands tend to get forgotten that way. Yeah, I agree. you got to keep their attention. Um, like I said, releasing the singles every month or so or every two months, they're like, oh, the Meebles, right. you know? Yeah. You stay relevant in their brain, you know, every every month to two months because everyone's music attention span is so short these days. Right. And it's such a saturated industry. There's hundreds and hundreds of bands just releasing you know material and it's hard to stay on top of just one what's what what one specific band is doing right oh yeah it's like i mean we're just flooded uh with music which is a good thing you know we we because we you know we haven't been able to go to shows we we want music you know feeding our ears yeah yeah we, we want music i'm ready for it yeah so you know uh, how kind of how has the band kind of been keeping you know productive and, and positive you know during this you know you haven't been able to tour and you know and play live which is I'm sure something that you just love to do uh, how have you been able to kind of stay positive during this time? Um, a lot of guitar playing, a lot of hanging out with family and friends. Um, a lot of time with my fiance and my dog and, you know, just practicing my craft and, you know, getting better at doing demos and playing guitar and writing songs. Um, you know, even going to the gym, working out, going for runs, walking the beach, shit like that, you know, just try to stay positive and just, you know, we, as a band, we didn't see much of each other during COVID because we all, we, we all followed the, you know, quarantine thing. We didn't see anyone right. for a good four or five months. Um, and then we started, you know, rehearsing because we had some of those live streams. Right. Um, yeah, but other than that, man, we just, you know, try to stay positive and get through it. And now it's finally almost over. And we're ready to tour and play some more rock and roll. Yeah, we, yeah, we're, it's, we see the light at the end of the tunnel, finally. Yes, yes, we do see the light, and it's getting closer. Yeah, I know, I, I think everybody's just antsy right now, and, and just itching to go to a show, or, you know, whether, you know, yourself playing live, or, you know, seeing a band live. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah it can't come soon enough. You know, It can't come soon enough, man, I'm so ready to get out there and meet new people, meet old, you know, some of our older fans, and just play with all these badass bands yeah i guess that's some of you know i get you know one of the things you you probably miss too is as you know when i talk to other musicians too is that you when you go to shows or you're playing a show you're seeing these same people as it's almost like an extended family your your concert family when you're going to these places yeah i agree all the bands that you played with all the people you meet yeah. you know um they just come together and hang out and 
you know, have a good time with each other. And that's, you know, that's what music's supposed to do. Yeah, for sure. So when you, you what do you think you're going to, you know, enjoy the most once you're able to get back out there and start touring? What am I going to be able to enjoy the most? What are you going to enjoy the most once you're finally able to start touring? You, th- you think you're going to miss those, you know, the 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 van, the tour, the tour life in the van, or or maybe just you know being able to play live? Um, probably everything. Just about being in a band, I miss. You know, the touring live, the touring, the playing live, the getting drunk on the bus after the show, the you know listening to music, exploring new music with you know your bandmates on the bus and just driving around the country, having a good time, seeing new shit, meeting new people and, you know, going to museums, seeing other bands play, just the whole experience. It's, you know, it's been gone for a year and a half and I, I, I fucking miss everything about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a, definitely a big hole for the, the whole music industry, you know, you know, and I don't know if you thought about this too, but once y'all start going out there, it's, it's, uh, I think, I mean, as as for music fans, it's going to be freaking awesome because we're probably going to have shows like every freaking night. <laughs> yeah. But, oh, yeah. But the, yeah, it's going to be saturated. It's, yeah. Everyone's going to be playing. It's going to be shows, yeah, seven days a week. Yeah. The difficult part is going to be finding a, an empty venue that's not booked. <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's that's why we're trying to book a, a, a tour with a bigger band because doing it ourselves is going to be a little bit of a pain in the ass. Yeah. Um, you know they're already gonna have a, a a crowd with their with their pull, right? And they're already gonna have you know the best of the best venue. So try to hop on one of those, and play in front of people, and do your shit and get out of there. Yeah. Go to the next spot. Oh yeah. Now just to get to know you a little bit, you know, a little bit more. Have you always played guitar, or did you you know start off with a different instrument? Yeah, I actually started off playing drums and then bass and then guitar um, and then singing. So I just kind of found my way to playing guitar and and vocals. I feel like that's, you know, that's the bulk of the band, you know, and how I wanted the band to sound would be up to me mostly. So that's why I kind of just stuck with that. And there's nothing better than guitar. Right. Yeah, I mean, bass is... (laughs) Bass seems pretty fucking boring. Drums, it's too physical, and I'd rather just be up front and fucking shredding guitar solos and singing. Yeah, I guess you know one of the things you know uh, benefits of uh, you know playing those different instruments. You you can kind of have an idea of how you want the song structured. Yeah, totally. Yeah, when when I you know come up with a song, I'll tell David what I'm hearing um, versus what he's hearing. Yeah. Or I'll just tell Jake to play something like this. This is just, you know, follow the bass drum or follow the riff. So I'm pretty, when it comes to musicianship or like playing the instruments, I know what's kind of going on. Yeah. Well, that's good. Now, you know, uh, if you could maybe think back, what, who were maybe a, a musician or some of the bands that for you made you want to decide that I, I want to be in a band and I want to do this too? Um, it was definitely when I was like five or six years old. I went to see Green Day. Oh, yeah. Um, Billy Joe Armstrong, he spit a loogie in the air and caught it back in his mouth. <laughs> that was that was the defining moment. Yeah. But as of other musicians, like I remember getting my first Metallica album, which was Master Puppets, and just being like, dude, this is what I really want to do. Mm. Um, 
even the Allison Chains record Dirt. When I discovered that, I was just like that pushed me to a next level of just guitar riff writing and vocal melodies and harmonies. And you know those, I would say those three musicians probably did it for me, which was you know Green Day, Metallica, and Allison Chains. Yeah. Oh yeah, I rem- I remember all those too. You know, picking you know, you know, getting those albums and uh, I guess the the nostalgia of actually getting a physical album, going to the store, saving up your money and, you know, actually getting it on the right home, looking at everything. It's totally different now. Yeah. Yeah. You, you don't experience albums. <clears throat> Sorry, yawning like you used to, Yeah, you know, they don't have the little booklets. You just press play on your phone and I doubt anyone even reads the goddamn band bio. <laughs> <laughs> probably not unless you know unless they you know do more research or uh, you take the couple minutes to either look at your facebook or your website or anything like that you're right i mean if, if they'll just press play download stream or whatever it's very different now yeah it used to be you know kind of an art like it was it was artistic to make an album and yeah make the art and make the you know the the cover and whatever was inside and all the shit that went along with it yeah but now now like i said it's just look it up on your phone press play boom yeah although there are some bands that still kind of take the time of of you know picking the right album cover or doing like special editions on the vinyls and stuff yeah i i appreciate that i look into that and i you know i try to buy it when i can because i know they put you know time and effort and hard work into it yeah. So why not support them? Just go buy that shit. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and of course, and and you know, speaking of buy that shit, you know, buy the stuff that y'all have coming out too. Yes, yes. <laughs> go to Spotify, Apple Music, check us out. themevils.com dot com. You could buy our music cheaper than on uh, Apple Music, and it goes directly to us. Um, we got a merch store. You know, we got an Instagram, Facebook at themevils. Um, buy some merch, stream the songs, and send it to your friends. Yeah, well, that, and that, and that's a good thing to know because sometimes when uh, somebody's buying the music, they, they're they're not sure exactly. Well, I mean, we already know that sometimes if you buy from you know a big box chain or or even from Amazon, I mean, you're only getting a portion of that as opposed to going yeah. directly to yeah, your we're, site. We're not getting shit. We're getting like I don't even know, maybe. I, I, I don't know the number, the exact number, but it's not a lot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so always go to the the band's website because, I mean, or the, the band camp because I know, I know band camp does the, you know, the, the hundred, on the, some weekends they'll do the 100% proceeds goes to the band. Yes, yeah. Yeah, so that, that's always a good thing to do. And, of course, buy merch if, if you're able to directly from the band. Directly from the band, no third party shit because we get ripped off. Oh yeah, god damn it! <laughs> I, I I hear you. I, I mean, I I've talked to enough you know musicians to where I understand that you know the majority of your money comes from touring and selling your merch. Yes, that's where it all comes from. We're just traveling T-shirt salesmen <laughs> with with music playing with music in the background. <laughs> yeah, um, that's almost secondary when it comes to making music, unfortunately. <laughs> so so would you say is that some some hard lessons learned while being on tours is you know uh, pushing the the business side of the band to you know to try to be more successful 
Yeah, because, you know, we, we started playing music to be in a band, not to fucking sell t-shirts, but, you know, like I said, or like, and you even said, the music industry is totally different, and you can't just go up there and play music and expect to have a hit song. You have to actually, like, pay for PR, push it down people's, meat, you know, throats, right. go out there, sell shirts, sell, you know, different ideas that you have merch-wise, lighters, koozies, sweatshirts, you know, and everything in between. Yeah. Yeah, and just to make fun. Yeah, and it's and it's a hard industry because, you, like you mentioned, there's there's hundreds and thousands of bands out there trying to do the same thing. Yes, hundreds. Yeah, th- there are, there's there is thousands, hundreds of thousands, actually. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a hard industry to to get known. But I mean, obviously, you're doing something right. You know, if you're being able to play some of these festivals and stuff. Are, what, are you going to be partying these festivals that are going to be coming up in the summer? Um, you know, we haven't been booked on them yet, but I know we're going to be a part of Rebel Rock in Florida, and we're going to try to tour, um, book a tour around that time. Yeah. So, yeah, it's all up to our booking agent and what he's going to do and how big of a priority we are. You know, we'll figure it out. We'll get on tour. Yeah. Well, he better make it a priority, right? <laughs> he better. <laughs> he got to get out there, man. Shit. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, are you, are, is that, are you, how positive are you about, you know, a, a tour actually happening once it starts to get going? Do you, do you um, I know we are talking to a few bands um, and looking into a few tours. Nothing is in the books, but as soon as we know, Everyone else will know. Yeah, very cool. What one thought that just uh, crossed my mind because you were talking about you know playing guitars better than all these other music lame instruments. Uh, what is it? You know, when you construct a, a lead solo, do you do you purposely try to uh, not so much be flashy, but do you feel like you know that lead solo is is part of its own little like mini part of the song yeah definitely i always when i when i write a solo i imagine what i want to hear and then i play what i think i want to hear and then i I form like a shape of what i want the solo to be and then after i get the shape and where i want to go with the notes i pick the distinct notes and i you know i listen to that a few times like oh instead of slide i just change that to a bend or this part should, you know, land on that note instead of that note. Yeah. Um, but I don't put too much thought into guitar solos because I want it to just be natural and flowy because if I think about it too much or add some parts that I'm not necessarily good at, it's not going to, you know, you're going to see right through it. It's going to be transparent. It's going right. to be too thought out. It's not going to be organic and natural, and it's going to lack feel. And I feel like when you when it comes to writing a guitar solo, I want some grease. I want some dirt, and I want it to, you know, feel rock and roll. Oh yeah, full of emotion. I mean, yeah. I, I used to, uh, as a kid, of course, picked up the guitar and, and like playing lead was like, I fucking suck at this. <laughs> yeah, it's not easy. No, it's definitely not easy. You have to put a lot of time and effort into fucking trying to learn how to do that shit. Yeah, yeah. So for you, you know, who, who are maybe some lead guitar players that like inspired you and you're like, holy shit, what the hell are they doing here? Oh, there's so many. Jimi Hendrix, Stevie Ray Vaughan, Kurt Hammett. Yeah. Uh, uh, Jerry Cantrell. You know, 
Jimmy fucking Page, Zach Wilde, Randy Rhodes, Eddie Van Halen, you know, every, they're, they're all, uh, you know, they're all inspirational. They're all fucking prolific guitar players. And they're just, they've done so much shit for us. Yeah. And, you know, as you're, as you're saying those names, you know, something that comes across my mind is like right now in this era, it seems like there's not like this whole bunch of, of, uh, I guess guitarists to where like holy shit you're like they're changing the game you know what I mean compared to like all these names that you mentioned how they pushed the music so far and, and like they inspired thousands and thousands of people it's like I want to do this or I want to pick up the guitar to do this yeah I mean playing guitar and being a guitar hero isn't as cool as it used to be Yeah, you know what's cool is writing hit songs and making millions of dollars Yeah, and saying cool shit and being almost like a like a poet, yeah. you know, and just creating good sounds. Being a guitar shredder, that shit don't matter anymore. You could do it. You could be able to do it, and it makes you a better musician. Yeah. And you could add that to, you know, what the music industry is expected of you now. But being a guitar god, it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah but we already have millions of guitar gods, you know, and, <laughs> you know, why? Yeah. There's there's not many that, that that I can say that stand out of of new you know uh, you know somewhat new generation uh, to where they can be successful at that level. Yeah, I mean Joe Bonamassa, that's the only one. Jared James Nichols, um, there's a few guys out there, but you know it's there is no this you know when you look at Guitar World magazines, you see the same guys on it. You yeah. see all the fucking old dudes yes. that still shred. And you see, you know, the occasional few, you know, new new artists on there. But yeah. you know how many times I've seen a goddamn Jimi Hendrix Guitar World magazine? Like, right. more than anything. Yeah. And, 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 you know, not to take anything for, away from Jimmy, rightly so, you know, because, I mean, shit, he changed the game back then, you know, and still influences today. Oh, of course, yeah. I mean, yeah, don't take anything away from Jimi Hendrix. He invented the game, but yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Hopefully one day I'll be on Guitar World Magazine. That'd be sick. There you go. We, then we just got to start a petition or something. That's right. <laughs> or I just need to play guitar better and write better music so they can notice me. <laughs> <laughs> one of the two has got to happen. <laughs> yeah, one of them. Yeah. So uh, we talked quite a bit about, you know, a lot of things that you got going on. And, and hopefully, you know, these, these tour plants you know uh make it you know I'm, I'm hoping that it does and everything and it, it seems like it will uh we talked about you know of course going to your your website to make sure that if people are going to buy something buy it directly from this from your site and that way it goes directly to the band uh is uh before we finish up is there anything else you'd like to promote um no just keep streaming pour out another one and then hopefully in the next month, just pay attention because we're going to drop another single and then a few more after that. And um, we're not going anywhere, so stay tuned. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Well, Jordan, again, thank you for your time. I wish you the best. And I, and I hope those tours make because, God dang it, man, we're all we're all itching for some of that. All right, brother. I appreciate it. It was a pleasure, dude. Thanks for having me. Thanks. You take care. Bye. Bye.